Welcome to worship tonight. I know there's a few people still filtering in, but I want to start on time. Um, so welcome to our last Lenten um, gathering as we get ready to enter into Holy Week. Tonight our theme is um, hope for our community and world, living in the shadow of the cross. Uh, when it comes to holding evening prayer, we're going to do uh, best will be group one. And then um, we'll have Ron come over and kind of lead this section in group two, so you can follow him for that. And I think that's all we need to know. So with that, we'll begin our worship. Why don't we stand tonight for the first call? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world. The light no darkness can overcome. Stay with us now, for it is evening. And the day is almost over. Let your light scatter the darkness. And shine within your people. Joy is coming. 
prayers come before you, O God, as incense, and may your presence surround and fill us, so that in union with all creation, we might sing your praise and love, and, and your love in our lives. How does living in the shadow of the cross bring hope for our community and world? Evidently, Corey really likes maps. <laughs> Paula brought their wonderful atlas. So, how does the cross give hope for our community and world? That's the question. It's a particularly poignant question, I think, today as we are so immersed in news, media, about how the world is doing, about how our community is doing, and state, and nation. And of course, those that bring us the news, um, they gotta make money. So we gotta know that the people bringing us information about the world are ramping up whatever problems there are because they know we're going to tune in. So just remember that. But nonetheless, still, sometimes the problems of our world, the genocides, the, the children um, without food, the wars, the violence, in our own land, the opioid addiction, um, the resulting homelessness problems from that, and you know, it, it just can get overwhelming, so it's a particularly poignant question, isn't it? How does the cross bring hope for our community and world? And really what we're asking is, does the cross give us a drive to to keep out there working in the world. And when I think about that, making the world a better place, the musical Man from La Mancha comes to mind. This is going back to 1965, and of course it's the story of Don Quixote. Um, and I just wanna read a little bit from a book that does a really nice job um, talking about this musical. And of course, most of us know the song, To Dream the Impossible Dream. You might not know much about Man from La Mancha, but, La Mancha, but you know the song. But this is the context of the song. Don Quixote was a man with a touch of madness who set out on a quest. He had an impossible dream, which was to right the unrightable wrong, to reach the unreachable star. He was driven by a vision of what ought to be. He felt called to work against overwhelming odds to make things what they ought to be. For example, when he looked at Aldonza, the part-time prostitute, part-time servant girl in the inn, he saw in her a beauty that no one else saw. In his mind, she was his lady, and he called her by another name, Dulcinea, lady indeed. Everyone thought, it's only Aldonza. Everyone knows Aldonza, but 
Quixote knelt before her and asked for a token of her affection to take with him into battle. In derision, she gave him a cleaning rag, dirty and full of holes, and everyone laughed, including Aldonza. But Quixote thanked her and tenderly kissed the foul-smelling rag before affixing it to his lance. Everyone ridiculed this man, this mad old man with his crazy dreams, but something was stirred in Aldonza. No one had ever seen her as Quixote did. No one had ever spoken to her as he did. Something deep was stirred in her. While the jeers of the surrounding crowd continued, in the midst of the jeers, Don Quixote sang of his dream. Thank you, Ron. Yes, give him a hand. It just stirs you up, that song. Gives you hope. 
And when the, this was first performed, the audience was swept up unexpectedly. No one thought that this musical would go anywhere. It was just swept up into this vision of making the world a better place, hope. And so it's a great song when we talk about hope for our community and world. We want to enter into the world with hope and, and believe that we can make it a better place. And that song captures some of that. How does the cross, living in the shadow of the cross then, help us with that? Well, I don't want to let the air out of the balloon. But you know what the cross does? It's interesting. The cross on one level shows us the futility of all of our human aspirations. That we think we can fix the world if we get the right vision, if we get the right action, we get enough people to do this, enough people to do that, we're gonna fix and make everything right. The cross stands in juxtaposition to all of our human achievement. If, if God could, if somehow the world could be healed and, and made whole by our human efforts and by our striving for the unreachable star, then, then the cross makes no sense. And the cross shows the futility of our human efforts. So wow, thanks a lot, Pastor Bill. And in fact, I think you can actually maybe make sense between Palm Sunday and Good Friday. The people looked at Jesus like, yes, he's gonna carry out our vision. He's gonna get rid of the Romans. He's gonna do what we want him to do. Yes, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then he doesn't do that for them and they're quickly saying what? Crucify him. So does that mean that we should just throw up our hands and just wait for the afterlife? God's gonna make it right someday so we don't need to do anything now. I mean, it's, it's, there's no, no great reason. I mean, look at how the futility. Every, we try and make one thing better, we make something worse. So what, why, why even try? Is that, what, is that what you came to hear tonight? <laughs> well, I think you first need to hear that. The cross keeps everything in perspective when it, we enter into the world to dream and to hope. Um, but Karl Marx was not right. Religion is not the opiate of the people. True religion, Christianity in particular. I wanna read a little bit from Romans 8. For we know that the whole creation, this is Romans 8, um, 22, we know that the whole of creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who are the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons and daughters, the redemption of our very selves. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope is that hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? But if we hope, we hope for what we do not see. We wait for it with patience. We, we anticipate it with patience. Paul says that the whole world, our community and all of creation, the entire world is groaning for redemption. 
And what the cross tells us is that what God did 2,000 years ago in Jesus, um, Jesus took the brokenness of the world upon himself. The resurrection brings God's wholeness. That happened, but we await for its finishing, the first fruits, as Paul says, of the Spirit. Um, So we're still in this groaning period, but God's gonna make it right someday. That's, that's what the living in the cross, shadow of the cross says, is that with all the brokenness that we experience in this world, God is gonna make it right someday. God was in that suffering, um, and, and the resurrection tells us that's the first fruits, and down the road, when Christ comes again, he's gonna make all things right. So you might be thinking, well, that's, so why bother? Why dream the impossible dream? Why shoot for that unreach, reach for that unreachable star? Why do that? Well, um, this is the exciting thing. Now that we put it in perspective, we can enter the world our community and world and do even the smallest things, even if they don't seem like they make any effect or like a small pebble in a huge lake, because God's gonna make it right. Because I don't know about you, but the one reason why I would get apathetic is I look at all the problems of the world and I go, they're too big. There's too much to do. I mean, you get, whether you're in politics or medicine or in the church or in the school or wherever you are, our own family, some of our problems, they just seem too big, too impossible to solve. But if we have the promise that God already on the cross, took it all upon himself and, and did it for us and gives us that future promise, then we, we can let go of the results. We don't have to have results. We can go into the world, for instance, in our own families. We can raise our kids as best we can with love and discipline. Doesn't seem like a big deal. Doesn't seem heroic, but there's probably nothing more heroic than we can do. If you don't have kids, maybe you enter into a community like this one where you're nurturing and helping young people and raising up kids. Um, you know, maybe it's grandkids. I mean, that is, that's a, we can do that. That makes a huge difference. But, but we can do other things like our love and action stuff that we've been celebrating in the church. Um, we can go, wow, man, th- this achievement gap between poor kids of lower income and kids of higher income when it comes to reading and education is unacceptable. It's just not right. There's no reason it should exist. So maybe we can try and do something about that. We, and, and we, without even, you know, but maybe we're just gonna scratch the surface, but that's okay. You know, because sometimes when we do, whatever we do, even this church, you know, we think, man, what's, what difference does it make? Well, it does make a huge difference, but it doesn't matter in, in the big sense. That's not why we do it, because God's got the future already covered. So we can enter in and we can fail and we can mess up, we can give it our best shot. That's the freedom of the gospel. We can get out there and enter into our community and world and and do every little thing we do to to love our neighbor um, even when it seems like it isn't making any difference because we have the promise living in the shadow of that cross that this world is not going to H-E double toothpicks. It's going to God. And God has the future in his hands. That's what 
is sealed in the cross and resurrection. That's what it means to live in the shadow of the cross. And so yes, we, we're humbled thinking our aspirations can fix everything, but God has healed everything and now we can just simply enter into that um, with hope, hope for our community and hope for the world even when it seems hopeless. The cross says it is, there is hope, there is hope. So now I want to ask Ron back, and we're gonna sing the last part of that song. But I want you to think about it maybe also, not only as inspiration for you to keep striving, but also think about it as what God has already done for us in Christ.
great and merciful God, source and ground of all goodness and life, give to your people the peace that passes all understanding and the will to live your gospel of mercy and justice through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless our God.